My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. Because our Goblet of Wine is Better, we are still drinking Choco Chiller Buzz Balls that we were drinking in our last episode. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 7 and 8 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So, the first, well, I guess the seventh chapter (laughs) is Mm -hmm. The Sorting Hat. Yes. And... When the we'll last chapter ended with them before they had even entered Hogwarts. Yes, because the last thing we see is Hagrid knocking on the door. Yes. And does McGonagall just open the door and welcome them in? I think Is that how it so. starts? I think that's how it starts. Let me look. I didn't write down exactly how it began. I just Neither wrote down <laughs> that right after they come into the, the school, McGonagall just explains the sorting series. Okay, yeah. So I really like how this chapter opens okay. because this is the... Um, <clears throat> Like Harry's first look at McGonagall. Mm-hmm. So this, this is how it opens. The door swung open at once. A tall, black-haired witch in emerald green robes stood there. She had a very stern face, and Harry's first thought was that this was not someone to cross. Okay. The first years, Professor McGonagall, said Hagrid. And then, you know, she's like, thank you, yeah. Hagrid, I'll take him. Whatever. And so, like, I just like the imagery there is there of just the door swinging open. There's McGonagall. Yeah. I think it was really nice. It is nice. She's very strict. She is. You haven't even heard her talk yet. No. But then when she does talk, she just says the first years, which, like... Well, no, 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 Was no. that Hagrid saying? That was Hagrid oh, saying that. Okay. She, she, the first thing she says is, thank you, Hagrid, I will take oh. them from here. Okay. Then you can't really tell that she's strict from that, but... She just looks strict. You can tell by how she was dressed. Yeah. hmm Oh, yeah. And explained, I guess. Yeah, and then, like, whenever... Like, whenever Professor McGonagall, like, uh, leads them to wherever, this extra room or something, off to the side. Yeah. And uh, and she starts, and she's kind of like, welcome to Hogwarts, blah, 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 whatever, we'll, we will be like your family within Hogwarts. And she explains, um, she that, explains yeah. that there are four houses. Yeah, the, how the ceremony and works and everything. Yeah. And then before she leaves them, she tells them they need to straighten up their appearances. <laughs> that too. But I will also say at some point, I don't remember where, hold on. Uh, some, yeah, she says, uh, like, you will have classes with the rest of your house, sleep in your house dormitory, and spend free time in your house common room. I'm okay. like, you're only going to spend your free time in the common room? <laughs> I doubt it. Well. <laughs> Just the way she says it. It's kind of like. Well, I think part of it is that they're not really allowed to go anywhere else. Well, I mean, there are other places they could hang out. They could hang out on the grounds. The they could go to the library study. Um. Yeah. It's the only place I can think of. It's a good point. <laughs> a good point. I feel like there's probably also kind of free range of the Great Hall if you want to go eat. Yeah. Or at least maybe in, like, lunch times and I dinner times. I feel like you times. could go hang out in the Great Hall. Probably. Okay. I don't know. So, wow. That's know. definitely an interesting way to say that. Yeah. I guess. Because it makes it seem like you're only confined to these things yeah. at these times and whatever. Yeah. You get to go to class and that's it. <laughs> yeah, class, straight home. common room, like, <laughs> meals, that's it. <laughs> straight home. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. Well, that's definitely interesting. It's yeah. kind of weird that she would say that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is also when the ghosts show up. Yes, it is. And I'm... Like, I feel like Harry didn't really freak out about it. He was just yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, ghosts. Just casually accepts casually, ghosts, yeah. even though he's seen seeing them for the first time For the first time, time yeah. And they're talking to them. I would say, and, like, the ghosts seem fairly friendly, at yeah. least. And so maybe that's kind of helping to ease it maybe. a little bit. But maybe. even still, you would think Harry would be like, oh, my God, there's ghosts. Yeah. But also at this time, uh, they they don't know about the, the how the sorting works. Yeah. And, like, I know Fred and George had told Ron um, that, like, oh, they say it's a test or whatever, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And so not only are they freaking out about whatever the sorting is... Well, yeah, because Harry was freaking out, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't I take mean, a test in front of everyone. No, I mean, literally everyone yeah. is freaking out, because they don't know what it is. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, ghosts pop out. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah, that's definitely... Yeah. But also, I also want to point out that we really only know of ghosts at Hogwarts and never anywhere else. Yeah. So, that's a really good point. I'm like, I don't think that's the only place ghosts are. Probably not. Um, but but it's definitely the only place we really know. Yeah, that they are. I think part of it just has to do with how established yeah. the place is. I think so. Like how long Hogwarts has been around because it's been around for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So like people have lived and died there. Yeah, and so my question for some of these ghosts, at least, is what made them decide to stay at Hogwarts as a ghost. Because, like, Moaning yeah. Myrtle, she was, well, that one she was murdered. That one makes yeah. sense. But some of these others, it's like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I do question, like, the Bloody Marion and, yeah. like, Nearly Headless Nick. And yeah, um, it's like, what made you come back? Right? Like, why is Hogwarts like, your resting yeah, place? Yeah, why is this your resting place? <laughs> In between life and death. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think they can ever move on to I actual death. I don't think death. they can either. I think they are stuck as ghosts. Yeah, I think once you're a ghost, you're a ghost. Yeah, I think so. Which goes against everything I learned in Ghost Whisperer, but you know what? <laughs> this is Harry Potter. <laughs> Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> but, like, that's the only other thing I can think of that has to do with ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and they get to move on to the mm-hmm. next yeah. whatever there is. Yeah. They get like, to move on. Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. I wonder, because, like, nearly had this neck, obviously he was, like, nearly decapitated. Yes. But he still has that piece of skin. That's yeah. hanging onto his body. Also, also, while I'm thinking about Nearly Headless oh, Nick, okay. he wanted to join the Headless Hunt. Yes, and they didn't and let him. They too. didn't let him. But also in whatever movie it is, you see people from the Headless Hunt as ghosts. Yeah. So how and why did they decide to become ghosts and stay at Hogwarts? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it's it. It's definitely interesting. Can they see where they're going? But my thing was that, like, since you're a ghost and you're in between. Yeah. It might not necessarily be the most peaceful of rests. No, definitely so, not. So, does Nick still feel that pain? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Like, do the ghosts feel stuff like that still? I don't know. Well, like, I get that I they're don't not bodies. So. They're, like, their spirits. But, like, your spirit could still be hurt by something like that. That's true. It's I, I want to say no, they probably don't feel it. But at the same time, I know that... Um, that when the feast actually starts, like, after the sorting, like, I think Nearly Headless Nick is like, oh, I like, I wish I could still eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, he misses yeah. eating. So it's like, I want to say, no, they don't feel it. But at the same time, because of that comment, There's I the guess. Potential. The potential, yeah, like, longing for, yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I just wonder about the ghosts a little bit. I feel kind of bad for them. I know. 
The poor thing. Yeah. Even though the bloody baron's kind of a the jerk. Poor thing. But also, this is the first time we meet Peeves. Yep. And he never shows up in the movies. And I wish he did. He shows up in the video games though. I believe that. I haven't played any of the video games in a long time. He's a pain in the video games. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. When you're collecting your beans and he's there. <laughs> yes. Oh, <my> God. <laughs> Go away, peeps. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants you. Yeah. But. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh. So, you know, so the whole ghost thing, and then, uh, suddenly, you know, Professor McGoggle comes back and is like, okay, come on, like, first years, let's go. Yep. And they go into the Great Hall, and of course, this is the first time they're seeing that as well. And that's also a very, uh, dramatic space, I feel like. And it's huge. Yeah. There's those long four tables, and then there's the table at the front. And then all the candles floating in the air, and then beyond the candles, the ceiling that's enchanted to look like whatever the sky is. Which I'm sure looks gorgeous, honestly. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure. But, so, like, they've had two very um, amazing, like, scenic experiences at this yeah, point. Like, this sure. is the second one. I mean, that's that's the reason those two scenes are chosen for puzzles all the time. Oh, it's true. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Because they're such a big deal. Such a big deal, yeah. Despite only being, like, one small one scene. One small thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So they're brought in, and, uh... And Professor McGonagall, like, pulls out a stool and a wizard's hat that we find out is the sorting hat, and there's an article... About the sorting hat? About the sorting hat from wizardingworld.com. No way! (laughs) If you guys can't tell, I did a lot of research before the podcast. (laughs) Um, So, there there was an article about the sorting hat, and it says that, uh, like, the sorting hat, at the beginning of every year, gives its own genesis in a series of songs. Okay. Which is, I guess, changes every year, maybe? Yes, it does. It does okay. change every year. Okay. But uh, it says, Legend has it that the hat once belonged to one of the four founders, Godric Gryffindor, and that it was jointly enchanted by all four founders to ensure that students would be sorted into their houses, you know? Yeah. Um, And so it would, the students would be selected according to each founder's particular preferences and students. Okay. Which is interesting. They just chose what kind of students they liked? Yeah. Which, that's, that is something that Puffs the Play points yeah. out, because, uh, because as I was watching it recently, um, you know, they get to the story of, like, the Puffs or whatever, yeah. and it has, like, the four founders, and there's, uh, the Smarts, and the Braves, and the Snakes, and, uh, it's like, uh, you know, the Braves are like, we want people who are brave, and the Smarts are like, oh, we want people who are smart, and the Snakes are like, we want, uh, Snakes, I don't remember what they said. I don't know what they said either. <laughs> I don't remember. That's but, uh, because that's my house. I don't even know why I don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but, um. Well, that was early. I know you're early, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, Helga Hufflepuff is just kind of like, well, I, I guess I'll take whoever's left, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's just interesting because when you think about it, what is known about each house is that, you know, Gryffindor's brave, obviously. Ravenclaws are smart. They have wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slytherins are cunning, and Hufflepuff is loyalty. Yeah. What if you, like, one of those doesn't, isn't, like, the... Apply to you. Yeah, apply to you. If none of those apply to you, where do you go? Yep. That's a good question. I mean, I guess you just go with whichever one is the... the closest? Closest. I guess. Everyone you would feel most comfortable in? I mean, it's still the Sorting Hat's decision, yeah. but... 
bad. But, but as we can see, as we in can this see, yeah, chapter it is not the Sorting Hats decision. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, no, it's still because you can hats. choose. You can choose. <laughs> you can at least influence him <laughs> or them, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just it's interesting. But um, J.K. Rowling also said that the Sorting Hat didn't appear in her earliest plans for Hogwarts. Okay, which is interesting. Uh, because she... What was she planning on doing to begin with, then? Well, here, I'll, I'll just go ahead and read okay. this entire paragraph. Okay. The sorting hat does not appear in my earliest plans for Hogwarts. I debated several different methods for sorting students because I knew from an, from early on that there would be four houses, all of very different qualities. The first was an elaborate Heath Robinson-ish uh, machine that did all kinds of magical things before reaching a decision, but I did not like it. It felt at once too complicated and too easy. Next, I placed four statues of the four founders in the entrance hall, which came alive and selected students from the throng in front of them while the school watched. This was better, but not quite right. Finally, I wrote a list of the ways in which people can be chosen. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Short straws? Chosen by team captains? Names out of a hat? Names out of a talking hat? Putting on a hat? The sorting hat. Team captains? I know. <laughs> as soon as I got to that, I'm I was confused. like, that's a horrible way. That is a terrible decision. That's terrible because, one, they don't know the students. Yeah. At all. So it would be just picking, like, by how you see them. Would you, like, not get your house until the end of the school year? Like, you'd just live I with mean, all the first years for the first year? I guess there would be, like, a first year dorm or something. That would be really weird. I don't yeah. like that. I'm yeah, glad no. that didn't happen. So I think the sorting hat was the best option. I agree. Yeah. It's always been the option. It's, it's always been. But, um, one of the interesting things, um, kind of between the book and the movie with the sorting hat is that in the book, the sorting hat talks to you in your mind. Mm-hmm. But, but he talks out loud. In the mo- yeah, and so my question in the movie was always, can all the other students see and hear the yeah. sorting hat talking? Yeah. Or not? Yeah. Because I always kind of felt like maybe not. But I that, feel like, yeah. that was really the only way that, um, that they could show it in the movies. Yeah, they had to make him actually, or like it actually talk. Yeah. I don't know. That's really... I don't know. I think another interesting thing too, interesting. in the books at least, is that uh, is that whenever it's mentioned that they put the sorting hat on, it's always it's pretty much always mentioned it covered their eyes. Yeah, because it's too big for them. It's too big for them. <laughs> yeah, but also I think that's just another way to keep the student there in that moment that's with true. the hat. It hides them from everyone else. Yeah, so, so they're focused on what they're house focused they're on going to be in the hat and what whatever the hat's saying, you yeah. know. They're not distracted by who is in front of them or whatever. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. I think that, I think that probably was planned, albeit 11 year olds probably have small heads. Yeah. So they uh, can't definitely. Really fit into normal definitely. sized hats. And since this hat used to belong to Godric Gryffindor, you know, it was probably sized for him. Yeah. And he was an adult probably when it was sized for him. Oh, I'm sure. I mean... So I'm sure he didn't have an 11 year old sized head. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, so the Sorting Hat sings its song, and in its song, it says, there's nothing hidden in your head the Sorting Hat can't see. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of like, was the hor- the Sorting Hat able to see in Harry? Not necessarily see the Voldemort's Horcrux in Harry, but mm. I mean, I think there's always been that, like, hey, I can tell there's something inside of you that could make you a Slytherin. Like, we've all known that. But it's just, could the Sorting Hat actually see, hey... There's a part of Voldemort's soul in you. I say yes. You say yes? Okay. I do. I think that that is... 
probably exactly why he suggested Slytherin. Probably. I would say, but I mean, also, I think whether he could actually see it or not, he could at least sense it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some something happened that made the Sorting Hat go like Slytherin's an idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There had to have been something about Harry. And, like, as we know Harry right now, he's not really the Slytherin type. No. So, like, obviously that's a shocking thing to, like... True, you're right. Here. I didn't even think about that. But... But we also only know the bad things about yeah. Slytherin. Yeah. So we don't know what the... What they're supposed to be. Well, and at this point, you don't even really know anything about Slytherin. You don't, no. Like if you're reading it for the first time, you're like... Yeah. Why is he so against this house? Other yeah. than, like, Draco other knew than, he was going to be in it, and he was like, this is my house. Yeah, other than his uh, his talks with Draco. Well, like, and Hagrid, who said that there's, like, no bad oh, that's true. Like, wizard that yeah. wasn't in Slytherin. But um, Harry also mentions uh, that, like, after all he'd heard about Slytherin, he thought they looked like an unpleasant lot. And I don't know if that's because a lot of the Slytherins were kind of on that path of not necessarily good, or if it's because, like, that's all people hear about Slytherin is that, like, oh, all these dark wizards come from Slytherin. And so it's that's, like, weighing on them. I think it's because of all that he had heard. Okay. Because I personally do not think that every member of Slytherin is going to look like this horrible person or no. be this really cruel person. I don't think so. Because, like, not everyone who has those values is a bad person. Yeah. Like, I would say, I I think it also depends on how the Sorting Hat feels yeah. about Slytherin House at this point. Also true. Because I think we know that the Sorting Hat kind of has its own mind yeah. as well. Yeah. Especially if you look in, like, the later movies and books or whatever. Like, when Harry sees the Sorting Hat again, the Sorting Hat is like, oh, you wonder if I put you in the wrong house yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Well, and... With that in mind, like, the Sorting Hat having its own mind, like, that also kind of just tells you, like, hey, like, maybe the house that you're in doesn't actually, like, matter as much. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of a place for you to be. Yeah. So that they have a place for you. Yeah. So you have, like, a group of people. But, like, mm. it's not necessarily, like, that's you and that's what you have to be. Yeah. I would say, because it's more about... Like, I think the big thing is that at that particular moment in time when you put the hat on, it's about what your personality is like in that yeah. moment. As an 11-year-old. As an 11-year-old. <laughs> and you change, like, by the time you're 17, you might be a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. 100%. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, and Ron grows up. <laughs> he well, does. You, okay. He becomes braver. Well, okay, true. I mean, you could say the same thing about Neville. That's true. Because Neville was a shy, timid yeah. kid at the beginning. Pretty much everyone grows up into something. Well, yeah. But, I mean, the question is, like, how many of them, like, uh, between the time they're 11 years old and by the time they're 17, how many of them could potentially be in a different house? Like, could have been meant for a different house at that point? That's a good question. Because personalities change all the time. It's true. You might have valued... Uh, you know, books and whatnot when you were 11 mm -hmm. that soared you into Ravenclaw. Yeah. But maybe by the time um, you're 17, maybe your focus isn't on books anymore. You're not so focused on being wise. Now you're, uh, you're brave. You're going on adventures and things. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. 
I mean, obviously, all of the examples we have are just people who have grown into their house. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it. Like, I guess Draco might be the only one who's really grown kind of out of his house, but not, like, uh, he, really at the same time. I don't think he's grown out of his house. I think it's more just he... He's by growing the, away from the darker side. Yes. By the end of the series, he realizes, okay, everything that I've been a part of, everything my parents have told mm-hmm. me, it's n- the wrong side of history. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so he's kind of like, he's hesitant about staying on that side because yeah. he knows it's not good. Yeah. He starts recognizing that. So which, I I don't think he's growing away from the house. He's just true. growing away from... But he's the only one who has that kind of a change. Yes. Where it's like hugely different from what the typical stereotype of the house is. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, they start sorting the students. Yes, they do. And Harry's, like, the last one to go. No, he's not. I mean, he kind of is. He gets very close to the end. He's close to the end. (laughs) Well, at least from what we see. That's true. He's close to the end. But pretty much most of the students you hear about go first and then... Well, Harry. I mean, because his name, his last name is kind of towards the end. It's do in they the do la- it alphabetically? Yeah. Okay. They do it alphabetically, so his last name is in the latter half of okay. the alphabet. Um, but we only know about the students that Joe tells us yeah, about. Yeah, mentioned. And I think I read some article, I don't remember what one, but uh, Joe did say, like, she anticipated there being, like, a bunch of students, like, yeah. in each house, like, for each year. And, like, we kind of see that in the movie, how there's a whole bunch of students. Yeah. But the ones that, you know, we're focused on, there's only, like, a like handful in the years. In yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, maybe ten in each year for each house, because we know, like, the five were yeah. boys in Harry's year. And, and then the girls. And then the girls. And so it's, like, that's not a whole lot. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know. Because then each year would only have, like, what... Each year we have 40 students, yeah, and like, times like, that by seven. That's probably not accurate. So that's, like, 280 students. That's, like, not a lot of people to go to that no. school. Which means, like, there were obviously more students. Yeah. there has to be more. But uh, they just weren't mentioned. Yeah, there has to be more. That's too small of a number for that big of a castle. Yep. <laughs> Especially yep. with all those staircases that move. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Only 280 uh, kids navigating those staircases? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't think the staircases have anything to do with it. No, I know, but, like, but... still, <laughs> with how big the castle is, that's kind of part of the reason why yeah. I think the staircases move, because it's so big no. that, like, <laughs> well, there has okay. to be some kind of pattern that makes it easier to get to certain places. Because Except it's so the staircases big. move on their own. Yeah. It's not about, like... But there student- has to be a pattern. There has to be a pattern. Otherwise, how would you ever get to class? By finding different routes. You'll always be late, then. <laughs> Not necessarily. I feel like I would always be late. <laughs> Even if I left at the same time every day. That's why you leave to go super to early. But that's, like, <laughs> crazy, because then you only have, like, a certain amount of time between classes, right? Yeah. So then you'd have to try and figure out a new path every day to get to your new cl- like. Not necessarily every day. Maybe for the most part, you'd be like, ah, oh, okay. Or maybe, you know, the staircase only stays in one place for, like, two minutes at a time or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I think there's probably a pattern. Even if it's, like, kind of a crazy pattern. I feel like there's probably uh, a pattern. I don't know. I don't know about that. Kind of like how you would navigate, like, a subway. Subways are much different. I know they're much different, <laughs> and they're much simpler, but I still feel like, because there's a pattern. I, I see what you're going at. I feel at, like there's probably a pattern. But I disagree. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a pattern. Okay. We could tweet, though. 
tweet Joe and be like, um, hey, what are your Explain the staircases. Because she never has. All she has said is that they have a mind of their own. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh... So the students get sorted. You know, you have the ones we know about. We know Draco goes to Slytherin. Yep. Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to Gryffindor. Yep. Neville goes to Gryffindor. Yep. Terry Boots is in Ravenclaw. Yeah. All those. And so I think it's time that we reveal our own houses. I mean, I kind of already did. You can, you, you can still talk about it, though. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and talk about yours? You okay. Know. But I'll also talk about my mixed house because it's a well, thing. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I want I want to point out that before we started this episode, we retook our test. Yes, we did to see what we would get like today. Yep. So why don't you go ahead and talk about like your journey from like maybe like the very first time you took the test okay. till now? Okay, I can do that. I don't remember my first answer. I guess, but when I was like very young. I would always take all those really long personality tests yes, for Harry yeah. Potter that would sort you into a house. So they were very specific about, like, questions and things and all that. And pretty much without fail, every other time it was either Ravenclaw or Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that happened every time. I was never Gryffindor, I was never Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. but it was always either Ravenclaw or Slytherin. And it was pretty even, mm-hmm. for the most part. Do you remember when Pottermore started? Do you remember what house you got first? When Pottermore started, I got Slytherin. You got Slytherin? Okay. All right. So that's why I think that's my house. But then today I took the Wizarding World test again, and it gave me Ravenclaw first. <laughs> and so I was conflicted. So I took it again, and then it gave me Slytherin. So I am still accurate about the yes. Ravenclaw and Slytherin thing. So my mixed house is Slitherclaw. Yeah. Because I'm definitely more Slytherin than Ravenclaw. Yes. But yeah, so that's my house. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so for me, I don't know when I started, like, taking, like, quizzes to determine what house. It may have started with Pottermore. I really don't know. But I know, like, three separate times I took the Pottermore quiz and I got Gryffindor. Okay. (laughs) Three times, like, in a row, like, at different points, like, months in between, you know? Okay. And I was like, I, I don't see it. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah. And I did have someone tell me once, they were like, maybe you're like Neville, you know, because Neville was okay. this way in the beginning, and then, you know, by the end, he's brave. Yeah. I'm like, maybe that's you. And I was like, okay, maybe. Maybe. But then it got to a point, it was probably, like, in college, where I was like, I'm a Hufflepuff. I, I am absolutely a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I, I really know do. I'm a Hufflepuff. Because you know that Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. Find! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> but anyways, so so I, I retook the quiz today. Yes. I got Hufflepuff, of course. Of course you did. I was like... That was accurate It was accurate. You. I was like, I am a Hufflepuff. <laughs> but I do still, like, if we're talking about mixed houses, I would say Gryffindor is probably my second house. Okay. So I would be a Huffledore. 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 All right. So, so just to recap, I'm a Hufflepuff. Karen, Karen, I am a Slytherin. Yeah, Karen is Slytherin. <laughs> also, we were going to mention this. Uh, there's this whole thing about Slytherin and Hufflepuffs being best friends. Yep. It's true. It's very true. Karen and I are best friends. Yeah. But also, <laughs> like, during college at least, I, like, my closest friends at college, I think we're all Slytherins. Except for maybe a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you were friends with Hufflepuffs. I know. <laughs> But, uh, but so, like, it's just interesting how, like, how true it seems to be mm-hmm. about Slytherins and Hufflepuffs being good friends. So, 
And then there's one other thing that, like, bothers me. What? It's people's perceived notions about Slytherins. <laughs> yeah. And how, like, so often there's, like, those people out there who are like, well, Slytherins are just really bad people. But, like, when they find out that they have a friend who's in Slytherin, they're like, but, like, you're a really nice person. So, yes. Like, you're, like, a really nice Slytherin. But, like, <laughs> like they're just a Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> And like it's you don't say that to people in Gryffindor or Ravenclaw. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just because of the series because Slytherins were always depicted as evil. I guess, but like it's just a personality. It's just a personality. <laughs> Come on, like but, yeah. Don't shame them for their house. I know. <laughs> but also, I could say something similar about Hufflepuff. How everyone's like, "Oh, Hufflepuffs are lame." And it's like, uh, "No, we're actually yeah. great." If you need a friend to talk to, come talk to us. Yeah. You know, we're like, we, we're loyal, you yeah. know, we will be there for you if you need someone or something, you know, like, we are there for you. Yeah. Hufflepuffs definitely are not lame. Definitely not. Well, and then, okay, everyone always makes a huge deal out of their house, like, mm -hmm. yeah. this is my house. And then there's those people who are like, well, you can't have a mixed house. But like, Psh, honey, <laughs> Gryffindor is a mixed house because... And this is why I think that. I get that. It's probably not going to be super agreed with her. I was going to say, I've never heard this, so tell me. <laughs> but, yes, their idea is bravery. Yes. That's, like, the main thing. Yes. That's the main thing. But you look at the people who are in it, and there's Harry, who's Slytherin. Well, uh, Essentially. Well, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's the, the house that he kind of encases in Gryffindor. And then okay. there's Hermione, who's Ravenclaw. Okay. In Gryffindor. Yeah. And then I don't know if it's Ron or Neville, or maybe it's both. It could be both. But they're actually. kind of Hufflepuff in Gryffindor. Yeah. And so that's why I think that Gryffindor is just kind of a conglomerate of whoever wanted to be really brave, but also was part of those okay. kinds of houses. Okay, I see that. I think you could also have the same kind of things in other houses, though. I'm sure you could. You could definitely have people, like, in Hufflepuff yeah. who, like, one of them is really brave, yeah. and another one's uh, really smart, and the other one's really cunning, and they're in Hufflepuff, though. But the reason I think that that's, like, such a big thing for Gryffindor is that the series totally follows this group of kids. Yes, absolutely. And so it's very specifically focused on Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. But also, like, these kids have like, other things that have, are valued to yes. them. And so, like, it just kind of shows, like, that house not isn't necessarily mm -hmm. bad, you know? Yeah. Like, this one kind of shows <laughs> that that value is great, and this one kind of shows yeah. that that value is great. And I mean, like, the... Uh, mentioning Hermione, like, that's evident, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, immediately. Like, you know that she values books. Yeah, like, if you, if someone told you, like, Hermione's description, and you, and then told you the description of the houses. Yeah. Like, if you, if you told them, like, her 11-year-old description of who she is, you'd probably be like, oh, she's a Ravenclaw. But she's not. She's not. She's a Gryffindor. <laughs> and I so. think, uh, the point about Neville being the Hufflepuff, very true because at the end of the first book you know he stands up to his friends yeah. and i think that's just a sense of i guess kind of loyalty to i guess maybe the house but also just like hey i don't want you guys to get hurt mm -hmm. doing whatever you're about to do yeah yeah so so i guess that's kind of part of why i think that maybe the houses aren't necessarily the most important thing they're not no always talks about like there no. are people who make a huge deal out of it and it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. 
It's just who you are. I was saying that moment. Yeah. Um, I will also say that I think, uh, in kind of our society or like our age group, I guess it was just kind of like, oh, this is something, uh, we can meet other people with. If we say like we're in this house, we can meet people with similar kind of, uh, personalities, I guess. Um, but also it's just something to identify ourselves as, I guess, because we have, uh, we love doing that. We do. We love identifying ourselves. So I think, I think that's just one of those things. Can I also talk about how uh, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw get the worst merch? Yes, you can. We get the worst merchandise. Oh my gosh. you guys do. When, uh, last summer, when Vans came out with the Harry Potter Vans, the Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw ones were horrible. Yeah, didn't you guys only have, like, one shoe? Yeah, we, I mean, like, I think (laughs) Gryffindor and Slytherin also kind of only had one shoe. Well, they had, like, two sets, I think. Did they? I don't remember. Yeah, because I remember that the Slytherins had the normal Vans, and then they had, like, high tops as well. I would say, because all I remember are the high tops for Gryffindor and Slytherin. Those are both cool. But maybe there were another pair. There were for the two, yeah. Okay. Because all Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff had were, like, Ravenclaw had, like, the checkered blue and gray, Mm -hmm. whatever, kind of regular Vans. Hufflepuff had a slip-on shoe that was black and just had the Hufflepuff logo yeah, on it. There was like no yellow, right? Not really. Besides the Hufflepuff yeah, logo, which like, which, and me being a Hufflepuff, I was offended. I, <laughs> I was like, offended "This too. is so lame." So instead of buying Hufflepuff vans, I bought the Dark Arts vans <laughs> because they were so cool. I love them. Of course you did. <laughs> I wish I could have gotten the vans. I know. I was very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll come out with them again. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. But Probably maybe. not, but maybe. There's always hope. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping. I have hope. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw both get the worst merch. They really do. Because they are not focused on at all yeah. in the books. Specifically yeah. Hufflepuff, though. They're not. Because, like, Ravenclaws are more known in the Harry Potter universe than Hufflepuffs are. Yeah. Hufflepuffs get their one chance of fame in Goblet of Fire. That's true. That's it. <laughs> But that's why Puffs was created. I know. <laughs> you gotta Puffs love Puffs. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, we could, we should probably move on. Yes. Um. Ooh, we could talk about the time the, or the part that made me fall in love with Dumbledore. Oh my god. Oh wait. Hold, also, I made a note. Uh, J.K. Okay. Rowling can't count. Hold on. Let me oh, find no. it. Because <laughs> because uh, you know they're sorting students and whatnot. And they get to this one point, and okay, so, it, so okay, so they're still sorting students. Harry is just Harry's literally just been sorted. And he goes over to his table, mm-hmm. and it makes a point of now there were only three people left to be sorted. Uh, Dean Thomas got sorted, then uh, Lisa Turpin got sorted, then Ron got sorted, oh, no. and then Blaze Zabini got sorted. That is four people. I feel like that's just an editing mistake. It's an editing error. It absolutely is. I think there was another one either in this chapter or the other chapter, the next chapter, but I just want to point that out. That's not Joe's fault. That's her editor's fault. (laughs) Her editor made a mistake. Joe wrote it, though. That's true, but her editor made a mistake. Yeah. Because when you're editing, you're supposed to check for clarity. But also, I want to point out that my edition of the book is from September 1999, so maybe it's been fixed by now. Maybe. Maybe it has. Maybe. But anyways, uh, so back to my point about Dumbledore. I fell in love with Dumbledore because okay. um, Dumbledore is like, welcome. You know, he starts his little speech or yeah. does his little speech and he goes, welcome. Welcome to a new year at Hogwarts. Before we begin our banquet, I would like to say a few words. And here they are. Nitwit, 
blubber, oddment, tweak. Thank you. And that's it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. This is when you realize Dumbledore is mad. He's definitely mad. He is one of those just mad wizards. He's insane. It's great. (laughs) And then also, um, at some point, uh, let's see. Uh, where was it? Oh, it's a couple pages later. I guess, like, at the end of the feast or okay. something. Uh, Dumbledore is like, okay, we're gonna sing the school song. Oh, that's right. Everyone pick their favorite tune. Yeah. <laughs> and you just sing it however and they want. And off we go. You sing how it however you want. And then you have Fred and George. Yeah, the last one singing they, a, what, death march or something? Uh, a funeral march. Yeah. yeah, a very slow funeral <laughs> march. And my favorite thing is that He's Dumbled- conducting them these Dumbledore days. conducts it. And I had just, like, a... Like, in this specific part, I had, like, a music major moment where I was, like, first of all, Dumbledore, don't tell everyone to pick their favorite tune. Please don't. It's not going to sound good. I don't think he cared about how it's Oh, no, he doesn't care. He's a mad wizard. <laughs> uh, but but then, you know, at the end, he's just conducting Friend George, yep. singing it or whatever. And then just the way he... Uh, he responds to the music. He just, just claps like crazy. Well, yeah, he's, he's one of the ones who claps louder. And then, uh, and then it says, ah, music, he said, wiping his eyes, a magic beyond all we do here. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Music is amazing. Aww. <laughs> Colleen's little music major heart. My music major heart. <laughs> <sighs> I like that. I love it. I thought it's, that part was very interesting. It's, it's a great part. I love it. Good old Fred and George. Good old friend George. From the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so they start the feast. And uh, oh, yes. it, it mentioned something about the Dursleys had never exactly starved Harry. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> Are you kidding? Harry used to sneak out of his cupboard to go to the kitchen and get food. He definitely starved him. They starved him. I don't know what that was supposed to mean, but they definitely I, starved I no him. Yeah, I really don't know. What I thought was interesting from the feast. Mm-hmm. Was when, is it Seamus? Seamus. Seamus. Who says that he's half and half. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I get that that wouldn't make sense in, like, our world. No. Because half and half of what, right? We have tons of nationalities. Oh, yeah. But if you're at Hogwarts, where everyone there is expected to be magical, Mm -hmm. so there's the magical world and the muggle world, it would make sense to be like, I'm half and half. Yeah, absolutely. Because someone... At Hogwarts is going to be like, oh, half muggle, half ha- not. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, it's yeah. not weird that he says that. No, but and if, if you said something about that into, in our world, yes. then absolutely it'd be like, what yeah. are you talking about? It definitely caught my attention, but when I thought about it, I was like, it makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does explain that his mom's a muggle. Or not, no, not his, muggle, his dad's a muggle, his and that his mom's a witch, and it was a bit of a shock when uh-huh. he found out. Yeah. I I do want to point out something that I mentioned from that, because it wasn't the whole, like, half and mm-hmm. half thing that jumped out at yeah. me, but it was the fact that his mom didn't tell his dad that she was a witch until after they were married. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that something you would talk about before marriage? I mean, but Petunia talked to Vernon about her sister being a witch before they were married. That's different, I think. <laughs> I think it's different because uh, of the whole secrecy thing. Yeah, I think okay. maybe... Now that they're family, they like... Uh, yeah, I would say, I think because... Yeah, I think his mom didn't tell his dad until after they were married because maybe she technically wasn't allowed to. Like a rule against it. That's kind of a weird yeah. rule. I know. If that's not allowed, that's kind of a weird yeah. rule. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Yeah. 
I just thought that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely weird. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like you would want to tell someone that before you get married. It's kind of Probably. a commitment. Yeah. And then, like, there's the potential of, like, divorce. Yeah, I would say you and tell them, and then either, one, they think you're crazy. Yeah. Or, two, yeah, they're just like, I can't deal with that. Bye. Yeah. yeah. At least he accepted it, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess mean, he, he just... was shocked. Yeah. But maybe he's definitely a more accepting person than uh, uh, the Dursleys. Maybe we all need to be, like, Seamus's dad. <laughs> be more accepting of people yes please <laughs> uh, um okay anyway so the feast is going on and harry asks about uh the professor that's talking to quarrel it's professor snape yes and it mentions that harry's scar hurt the moment that yep. snape looked at him yeah and my question is one why did harry's scar hurt the moment that snape looked at him and two why did harry not make a big deal about his scar hurting I don't know about the two. Okay. I don't know about that. But the first one, like, he was only staring at Snape. He wasn't really paying attention to the fact that Quirrell was right there. Well, yeah. And so who knows if Quirrell is also staring at him? I don't think so. Well, hold on. Maybe I can look. Because I don't think it would make sense for Snape to be the one hurting Harry's scar. Well, it wouldn't be. Not at all. But it was just mentioned that, you know... Uh, yeah. I feel like maybe Quirrell was probably looking at him as well. And he just happened to catch Snape's eyes and not Quirrell's. Yeah, all it says is that Professor Quirrell was talking to a teacher with greasy black hair, a hooked nose, and sallow skin. I don't... I think that he just missed Quirrell looking at him. Well, however, the next paragraph says, um... It happened very suddenly. The hook-nosed teacher looked past Quirrell's turban straight into Harry's eyes past Quirrell's turban. How do they even sit at the table? I mean, if you look at it in the movie... Wait. Okay, so the movie, they're all on that one side. Yeah. But if Quirrell is in front of Snape... Yeah. And Voldemort's on the back of his head, maybe it's Voldemort looking out at Harry. Looking out in yeah. quotation marks. Yes, yes. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was gonna say, if like, they're sitting on opposite sides of the table and Harry, like, Snape is yeah. looking past Quirrell's turban... Okay, I, I could... See, potentially see that. Because Quirrell would be sitting with his back. And yeah. Like, Voldemort's on the back. I could potentially see that, but I also feel like just the way it's set up in the movie is a better way to set up the head table. I agree that it's a better but way, I, but I, if, like, I definitely the book see is that. to be understood as the correct way, then yeah. they're definitely sitting opposite sides of the table. I could see that. By and, that but description. It's, it's the fact that, like, as soon as Snape looked at Harry, that's when it happened. Yeah. So that's the weird thing. It's definitely a weird thing. Because I think it's probably just a coincidence. It's probably just coincidence. <laughs> Absolutely, because it was definitely Voldemort's doing that yeah. Harry scar hurt for it's some hundred percent Voldemort. Yeah, Harry just connects it, just, it with Snape, and just so now he has happened. this bad thing with Snape. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, like Harry doesn't make a big deal about it. Like yeah. he says, "Ouch," and then he like shakes it off, and it's like, "Okay, done." It's like whatever. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Well, uh, and then after that, Dumbledore just casually mentions that, you know, the third floor corridor is off limits to anyone who doesn't wish to die a painful death. Oh, true. Yeah, like, as he's dismissing them, he's like, okay, here's the thing. You know, these 11 to 17 year olds. Yeah. 11 year olds specifically. Is, like, you could die mm-hmm. if you go to the third floor corridor. But yeah. you know what? Just don't do it and you won't die. Yeah, specifically, like, <laughs> the 11 year olds, I think, would be the ones being like, oh, what? But I think everyone who's been at Hogwarts for a while would probably be like, oh, okay, well, whatever. It's true. 
But, like, Harry's reaction specifically makes it seem weird. Because Harry thinks that it's a joke. Yeah. But then everyone around him is like, well, he's not joking. Yeah. And Harry's like... Harry's like, oh, okay. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, I would be terrified if I had a headmaster go like, hey, like, I know that you're at school and, like, this mm-hmm. is, like, a yeah. boarding school and you're kind of supposed to be safe here and, you know, yeah. all that. But, like, you could die if you go to this one place in the castle. So I'm just yeah. going to tell you where it is. I think that... Anyone who grew up in the muggle world would be like, what the hell is this? But anyone who grew up in the wizarding world would just be like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. They probably would brush it off because they're so used to weird stuff. So, yeah. Exactly. Harry's not used to that. So he definitely thought it was a joke. And I would have thought it was a joke, too. No, I I wouldn't. (laughs) I don't think I would have thought it was a joke. I would have been like, why? (laughs) Why? I would have thought it was a joke. Yeah. I see that. I definitely get that. I would have been saying they're like, what? What exactly do you even mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but anyway, so so the feast ends. Yep. Dumbledore sends them all off to yep. bed. Um, and there's peeps. And here's here's the thing though. I know at least in the movie, um, it's like first years follow me. First years. Wouldn't the entire house be going with you though? Technically. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because I think that the first years definitely don't know how to get to their house. Oh, no, definitely not. Anyone who's been there already yeah. knows where it is. So maybe so they, they all probably left just before? need to be told the password. Yeah, but when were they told the password? Probably before the first years entered the Great Hall. I mean... Because there's that whole ha- gap of time. I mean, you'd have to think about it, though, because you don't want the other houses knowing your password. It's true, but they're all at their own tables. So, okay, so I guess they could have, like, whispered it to yeah. each other, like, down the line. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. That's what I'm thinking. But still, you would think... Because everyone left, technically, like, at the same yeah. time. It would make sense so, to all go together. But maybe but... maybe all the old heads, the upperclassmen, all left before the first years actually got going. Maybe. So maybe they're already there. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I but, don't know. I don't know how that all works. Obviously, it's, it's yeah. definitely weird right It's a weird thing right there. Weird, obscure obscure thing yeah thing but um yeah something else though is that in the movie we know the Gryffindor common room is being like kind of off kind of the main stairwell-ish and the school is really set up to be kind of like in a way like a private school yeah like a really nice posh private school but in the books they mention you know you have to go through sliding panels and tapestries to get to the common room Doors to, yeah, or whatever, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, in in the movie, it's a really nice school. In the yeah. book, it's a very mismatched, mismatched like, school yeah. of different things. Yeah, it's pretty direct in the movie. Yes, absolutely. what you do and where you go. But in the book, it is not yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say one more thing, though, okay. about uh, when they get to the Gryffindor Common Room. Okay. Like, in the movie, they... Is the tapestry is basically just a door and they just walk in, but in the book it's uh, it's behind the tapestry, sure, but it's literally a hole in the wall. They have to climb up into it yeah. and through it, and then once they get into the common room, as far as we can tell, Percy essentially just points and goes, "Okay, girls over there, boys over there." But what we see in the movie is that like each year basically has their own room. Yeah, and so my question is like. How do they know which one's their room? Does it say, like, first years on the door somewhere? Like, in this hallway or in this... Maybe it's, like, a stairwell or whatever where, like, first floors, first years, second floors, second years or something. 
Because it's Gryffindor Tower. That's true. So. I want to say yes. Yeah. But obviously we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. But, like, you know that they have to go up the stairs to get to their room to begin with. Yes. So even if it's the first floor, they still have to climb stairs to get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, like, we only really know that because there's the whole, like... Girls can go into the guys, but guys, but guys can't, can't go, go into, into the, the girls. girls which is they try to go up the stairs and it becomes a slide. Yeah. Which, that's a very odd thing mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Uh, that girls can go into the guys, but guys can't go into I the agree. girls. And I will say that when I was in college, my college choir had a similar thing at choir camp. Okay. Where the guys could not go into the girls' uh, cabin, okay. but the girls could technically go into the guys' cabin. Okay. And I think part of it is just, um, like, kind of that old notion of, like, respecting women's privacy. Like, women need more privacy than the guys for one reason or another. Okay. You know, it's also about, like, girls should cover up more than guys need to for whatever, you know? Okay. I guess. It's just, it's interesting. That's definitely interesting. I don't have an experience like that. I do. Because, like, when I went to school, obviously, like, Mm -hmm. we were only allowed in this open like communal area of the that's because but it was for both girls yeah. and guys but you also had very like kind of strict rules yeah. at your college lots about of strict that. rules about that <laughs> yeah lots and lots of them yeah <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah um do you have anything more for this chapter not for this chapter no the thing that i noticed that stuck out to me this time that i had never ever ever recognized before yeah was Harry goes to sleep, and he has a dream about Quirrell's turban telling him that he's in the wrong house and that he needs to transfer to Slytherin. Oh. And then he has some, like, flashes of green light. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he doesn't remember his dream at all. Yeah. Well, okay, it says he woke up, and then he rolled over, fell asleep again, and then woke up the next day and didn't remember it. Yeah. So, like, I I get that. I totally get that. Because, like, I that happens to people all the time, where you well, have yeah. a dream and you forget about it. But a lot of times, for me, specifically, yeah. if I have a dream that that's, cr- like, that like crazy, that. Mm-hmm. I will remember it. Okay. Yeah. And so the fact that he didn't remember it kind of makes me feel like it was forced on him okay by the presence of voldemort in the castle with the fact that he has that part of voldemort inside him okay probably yes probably but i'm not 100 sure and that's just my theory i would so. agree with that <laughs> i would definitely agree with that. but i thought that was super fascinating because i mean i was what nine ten when i was reading this for the first time yeah and so like obviously i'm gonna be like oh a weird dream okay moving on mm-hmm. so i didn't yeah. care i was like whatever this is weird i'm just gonna keep going yes yeah but definitely. now after all these years mm-hmm. yeah. i'm sitting here like wait a second <laughs> yes yeah this seems like it's a bigger deal than they make it out to be and i know they don't talk about his dream or anything anymore later no definitely but not. there's also that whole Thing is it the fifth one with the Aquamancy yeah. lessons? Yeah. So in the fifth one, they make such a big deal out of Harry's brain. Yeah. And how Voldemort can get into it and influence it. Yeah. 
And that's what I think was happening here for, like, the first time. Oh, definitely. Time. Definitely. Absolutely. But then you don't really see it until the fifth one again. I think uh, <laughs> maybe it's because this is the first time Voldemort and Harry have been in the same space yeah. in so long. So then and it just happens. And, yeah, and plus, because uh, Voldemort's Horcrux is, like, Harry is a Horcrux. Yeah. And so it's that's probably what it is. Well, it's, and there's other Horcruxes in the castle as well. Uh, it's different. Harry has just been reunited, essentially, with Voldemort. It's true. So... <laughs> It's Voldemort true. has been there for a while. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess that was what stuck out to me right there. I would say I kind of skimmed over that part, but I definitely get why you'd make a big deal about it. <laughs> I thought it was important. <laughs> I, it definitely is. But I think for me, it's just the fact that this green light has been introduced so many times throughout this That's first true. book so far yeah. that I was kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it does make it kind of unimportant, the green light thing. The Yeah, the more often it gets yeah. uh, mentioned. Which, like... Is really unfortunate. Yeah. Because it's so important. Yeah. And it could have been made more important and more poignant mm-hmm. if she hadn't continually, like, beat it with, yeah. a, like, a stick. Like, I <laughs> I feel like she mentioned it a good amount of times yeah. uh, at the beginning. She definitely But, did. like, now they're there, and she mentioned it again. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Well, she doesn't stop mentioning it, mentioning it either. Because throughout the series, that's just the thing. You keep hearing about the green light. I mean, well, I mean, throughout the series, also, you see it. It's true. So that's different, I feel. It's true. It might just depend on how often she keeps bringing it up in this book. Yeah, yeah we'll find out. We'll find out. It's probably a lot. It's probably a know. lot more coming we'll to see. us. <laughs> maybe not, though. I feel like maybe this is when it would end for at Stops. least a bit until, okay. the en- until the end of the book. Maybe. Okay. Or, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Anyways, chapter eight. The Potions Master. Potions Master. It takes us a while to get to the Potions Master, actually. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it takes us a while to get to him, but... It does. Um, I'm not a Snape wife. <laughs> we recently found out about Snape wives <laughs> um, because of a Reddit post. Yes. Thank you, Reddit. I don't even remember how I came across it because I sent it to you. The Reddit post wasn't specifically about it Snape wasn't. Wives. I think someone made a comment about, yeah. oh, this reminds me of Snape Wives. It is. And then linked to like the Reddit post. The old or Reddit, post, the old about Reddit post about Snape Wives and I didn't get around to actually reading the whole thing. Oh I did. You did the whole thing. <laughs> Some people are weird. Yes. Very, very much so. Let's not create religions around Snape, thank you. No. No thank you. He's great and all, but let's not do that. No, definitely not. <laughs> Anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, look up Snape Wives for yourself if yep. you want to know. Definitely do that. Definitely. Lady Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, so we get to chapter eight, and, uh, and you know, it's like first day, first week of classes. Yeah. And, you know, just throughout throughout the day and whatnot, people are like, oh, my God, look, it's Harry Potter. Like, it's that kid there with the glasses next to the boy with red hair. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And uh, it's mentioned how... Uh, like, hard it is to get to classes because of how many uh, different ways there are to get. Like, you mentioned with the staircases and the patterns and blah, 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 whatever. Well, this is where I really started this talking is... about it. Oh, okay. Because, gotcha. like, as a first year, obviously, you have no clue what you're doing. No, definitely At not. Hogwarts. <laughs> definitely not. By the time you're a second year, you probably have some idea of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? But, um, they figured out at the beginning that like you know some ghosts were helpful and others weren't and you had to figure out exactly Mm -hmm. how to work the doors and the staircases and um it honestly sounded terrible 
because yeah. like going to a magical castle that you don't understand how things move would be super difficult mm-hmm. which is why i feel like maybe there was kind of somewhat of a road okay yeah um because as a 11 year old like that would be the most stressful situation yes and i don't <laughs> know why i just thought about this but I know for, like, you and I, at least, for, like, middle school, high school, maybe mm-hmm. elementary school, there was, like, a day yeah. before school started that you, like, you had your class schedule, yeah. and you got to go into the school and figure out where all of your classes are. Yeah. Hogwarts students don't get they that. They don't get that. Literally, they, they have, have their feast, and then the next day, right? Uh, or maybe, essentially, the next day or two, there, yeah. they go straight to classes. Yeah. And, like, they get in trouble if they're late. But if they're late... I, yeah, I would say, like, I get the whole, like, uh, the lateness thing, like, don't be late. But I also feel like the professors should give them some sort of... Uh, like a grace period. Like a grace period yeah. of, like, a week or something. Yeah. A week or two. Yeah. To be like, okay, have you figured it out? Yeah. Figure out, like, the fastest path to class or whatever. Yeah. But that's why I think that the staircases have mm-hmm. some sort of order. Okay. Even if it's not, like... A very easy to understand order. Yeah. There's got to be something that yeah. is consistent. Otherwise, I don't feel like Hogwarts would be worth going to because you'd spend, <laughs> be spending half the time that you should be learning trying to get to the class that you're trying to Not learn necessarily. from. That's how I would be. I, uh, you, yes, me, no. I'm the person who just goes with it. I'm not good at just going with it. I need a set forward, like, path that I know. Yeah. And, like, it was hard enough for me finding my classes in high school and college Mm -hmm. to figure out how to get there and, like, in a timely manner and everything. Yeah. So that's why I think that there has to be some kind of roadmap, even if it isn't mentioned. There has to be something. I feel so bad for these poor (laughs) 11-year-olds who have, like, crazy anxiety about being late to things. Yeah. If there isn't a roadmap. Yeah. Like, that would suck. You know what? I'm just reminded. (laughs) I'm reminded of high school, but specifically junior year. Um, cause it, our high school, uh, a crazy amount of students, like, I know like half the time if my, I had one class in one hallway and my next class in the other hallway, it might take me the full five minutes yep. to get to class. Yep. Um, but I, I remember specifically junior year, you and I had choir together and we did a song that year called the lobster quadrille. Yes. <laughs> and uh, like, it was like after choir that year, like sometime after we learned the song, you Sing and I would all be, the time. we would head to, uh to whatever our class was and they were like in the same direction and there would be slow walkers in front of us and we would both start singing the lobster quadrille like under our breasts we'd be like would you walk a little faster sliding to a snail (laughs) there's a porpoise behind him and he's treading on my tail so good question is how much of that song do we both remember I don't know see how easily the lobsters and the turtles all advance they are waiting on on the the shingle shingle we come and join the dance Will you want to? Will you want to? We keep going. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. That's how so. I would feel at Hogwarts too. Okay. If I had figured out my path. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There has to be a roadmap. <laughs> I'm standing by that. No okay, one can you, ever stop me. You can stand by that. <laughs> there has to be a roadmap. Oh, Joe, right. there has to be a roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tweet at Joe if she says anything. She needs to explain the staircases. Yeah. Desperately. That will be our first tweet to her. (laughs) Explain the staircases. Explain the staircases. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Anyway, so it just has, like, a general... Like, beginning of the chapter is a general, like, um, 
like Harry trying to find his way to all his different classes. Yeah. And uh, like some ghosts were helpful, some weren't, yeah. and blah, blah blah. And Peeves was the worst, but yeah. even worse than him somehow was Argus Filch, the caretaker, yes. and Mrs. Norris. Yeah, because he knows how to use all those secret passageways and stuff. Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> he can just show up and be like, "Well, so can Peeves, technically." That's true. But uh, my one my one question about Mrs. Norris is how does she go over to Filch and be like, "Hey, someone's in whatever corridor causing trouble." I don't know. I don't know either. Filch is a squib. Yes. And she's just a cat. As far as we know. As far as we know. As far as we know, maybe she's not just a cat. Maybe she's an animagus that no one knows about. She's yeah. unregistered. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they just don't know that she's, like, a real person. Yeah. But I don't know how she would contact him. I have no idea. All she does that we know about is that she meows. Yes. At them? Yeah. And then she, like, runs off and goes and gets Filch. And then all of a sudden Filch is there. Yeah. That's all we know. But, like, I don't know how that works. I don't know either. (laughs) I really don't. I have no idea. So, questions. Questions. We have lots of questions, guys. (laughs) Many, many questions. We love the series, but, like... (laughs) But there are questions There are so many issues. (laughs) Yes. So many issues. I, do, I have another question, though, okay. uh, specifically about Quirrell. Okay. Because uh, in my book, on page 134, it says something about a funny smell hung around the turban. What kind of smell? Is he not cleaning his head? I don't know. Well, I mean, Voldemort's back there. You, Is he going to drown Voldemort if he washes <laughs> yeah. his head? Can Voldemort not close his eyes and mouth? But, I mean, also, <laughs> like, Fred and George joke that maybe he keeps a garlic in his turban because he's afraid of vampires. Yeah. And he is afraid of vampires. I highly doubt he would put garlic in his turban, though. I don't think he would either. I don't think so. Specifically because Voldemort is there. I know he keeps garlic in his classroom. Yes. Yes. We all know that. Because they talk about how his classroom smells like garlic. But yeah. But But my question is also, how do people know that a funny smell hung around his turban? I don't know. I don't know either. They get... Like... People can't possibly be hugging their professors all the time. Specifically Quirrell, though. That would be a weird one to No hug. one would hug Quirrell. He's weird. Yeah. And kind of creepy. Yes, absolutely. The way he acts is just... Ugh. And also, he's very nervous and pro- would probably, like, shy away from yeah, students anyways. Probably wouldn't want anyone to hug him. Yeah, exactly. So how would you smell his turban? I don't know. I really don't. Gotta be a lie. I... Probably. <laughs> Spread out lie. <laughs> probably. Because, I don't know. I keep thinking of the quarrel in Harry Potter. I know. <laughs> a very Potter musical. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's probably the best quarrel in Voldemort duo there is. The best quarrel ever. Yes. The best Voldemort ever. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Absolutely. Obviously. Um. So... I mean, Hagrid invites Harry to tea mm-hmm. on Friday yeah. because he knows that he has that afternoon off. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy. Well, it's also, like, a nice gesture. It is a nice gesture. But it's also creepy. Because how mm. do you know this specific kid's schedule because without maybe, being his teacher? Because maybe first years have a very similar schedule maybe. every year. And maybe all first years have this specific time off. Maybe. But I feel like as a first year, you wouldn't know that. All first years have this specific schedule. Well, first years wouldn't know that, no. So I feel but like Hagrid, if I was the one invited to this, I would feel really weirded out. Because he just casually knows that he has that afternoon off. 
Well, yes, but, <laughs> however, Harry has already made a connection yeah, with Hagrid. And he likes Hagrid. And he likes Hagrid. He gets Hagrid. really excited about this yeah. tea party. But also, you know, this is the first piece of mail Harry has yeah. ever gotten with Hedwig. And he's so excited about it. Yeah, because... He, usually she just shows up and, like, eats some of his yeah. food. Yeah, <laughs> and so he's like, I have a letter. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, Harry's not going to get letters from anyone else. Nope. So this is Hagrid just being like, hey, I'm, yeah. like, I want you to, you know, come hang out with me. Yeah. And here's your... uh <laughs> Here's your owl with a letter. Yeah. I thought that'd be the best way to ask yeah. you. So it's sweet. It's, it is sweet. It's very sweet. It is sweet. It just feels weird to me. To you. <laughs> I have I have struggles. <laughs> Struggle bus right here. Struggle bus. With some of these characters. <laughs> yeah. But um does he mention any classes until he talks about potions or do we just, like, go straight to potions? Because uh, that's what I have No, next. they go straight to potions. Okay! <laughs> potions class potions. wonderful Severus Snape. I feel like I would like potions class. I would probably like it. Probably. I'd probably suck at it, just like I sucked at I chemistry. Was... See, I liked chemistry. I wasn't bad at it. I was really bad at chemistry. But I also just don't like science. But it's just... Actually, No. I was really bad at biology. I got like a 72 in that class. I got a 79 in chemistry. I did better in chemistry. I don't remember what I got in chemistry, but I was really bad at physics, and that's mostly because of the way it was taught. I was really good at physics. My teacher hated my class. My class period specifically. Yeah, that's right. Like, she you complained about, about my class period to other class periods. And obviously they're going to tell you about that. Yeah. It's not like you didn't have friends in her class. But but I, I hated physics because of the way it was taught and whatnot, and just the teacher. I get everything. I loved physics. I hated it with a passion. The only reason I remember my biology and chemistry grades is because they're the only C's I ever received. Oh, okay. From an actual, like, full class. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> like, I, I would get C's on assignments sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But those were the two classes where my letter grade was yeah. actually a C for the whole wow. year. okay. <laughs> so that's why. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> that's why I remember them so specifically. Yeah. 79, 72. <laughs> um... But, anyway, he's at Potions. Yes. And and Snape is an asshole. He's definitely an <laughs> asshole. I'm not going to deny that. I still love him. But he's definitely an asshole. Um, he just assumes that people are going to know what is I, in his books. I don't... And specifically, he targets Harry. I don't think it's that he assumes people are going to know. I think it's because he hates Harry so much because he looks so much like his father and his father got Lily, okay. that he just specifically targets Harry and decides, I'm going to ask this boy some questions. So do you think his other first-year potions classes are different? In a way, yes. But I think only because I don't think he would specifically be like, he you... just target someone Yeah, he targets wouldn't, the whole class. I don't think he'd even target the whole class. I don't think he would ask that at all. I feel like he would ask it. I don't think he would. Like that's just who he is. I don't think so. I do. I think this is a specifically, like, oh, look, Harry Potter, I hate him. I'm going to ask him these questions. I'm definitely going to disagree with you on this. Yeah. <laughs> but I swear, I feel like Snape is the kind of person who he values knowledge so much. And he does. That's he very, does. very, very clear throughout everything. And he values perfection so much. Yeah. That, and that's why he's such a good potions teacher. Yes. Because you have to be perfect for the spell, like, mm -hmm. the potions to work yeah. the way they're supposed to work. Yeah. And so, obviously, he's going to be so specific and so, like, I get concise that. and all that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that he probably does start his classes out this way. 
But this one specifically is where he just targeted hair. I don't. About it. I don't think he starts off first day classes like this. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he does. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> I don't because it was never told to the first years. Please read your books before you come. I mean that's true, but like Hermione did it, and so there's gonna be people who do it. And technically, that know the answers. Technically, Harry did as well. Well, kind of. He skimmed them. Oh, uh, <laughs> he didn't like read, read them, and memorize them like Hermione did. Well, uh, no, I think he actually. Okay, it does say he yeah. had looked yeah. through his books, but <laughs> I, he at le- least read some things. It's true. He probably did read some things, but he didn't read them all like the way that Hermione probably read them all. That's because Hermione's a nerd. Okay, and that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. A nerd. But yeah. that's why I think that this is just Snape's style of teaching. Because he's trying to set a tone for what he expects. I get that, but not on the first day. It's fine on the first day. Uh, no. Yes, it is. No. That's why some teachers give you syllabus quizzes. I get that, but he <laughs> specifically targeted Harry. I don't think he would specifically target anyone. No, I, I'm not saying he does. I no, think no, no, that no. this is the only class he targeted Harry in, like a yes. specific student. But every other class, I think that he just asks it, and then he gets really disappointed when they don't know. How would they know on the first day of their first year? They could read the books. <laughs> Why are they going to read the books? Because they want to. <laughs> no. You have wizarding children who grew up in the wizarding world. They're not going to read their books. I don't know. I don't know. They, I, I think I, that this is how Snape is. I disagree. I think that's his teaching style. Listeners, please tell us what your opinions yes, are. Yes, please. We please. are very divided here. We are very divided <laughs> on this. But I think that's his teaching style. I do not And think I so. respect it. Starting on the second day, maybe. <laughs> Why the second day? How is the second day more okay than the first day? Because you probably gave him reading on the first day. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> nope. Yes. I feel like he would expect it from the beginning. He would expect perfection no. from the beginning. He that's just who he is. Expects perfection, yes, from the very beginning. Yes. Ask them questions specifically yes. about things. No. Yes. yes. No. Yes. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, whatever. Not at all. <laughs> whatever. I disagree. But okay. <laughs> Listeners, please tell us your opinions. We need to know. <laughs> so Harry hates this lesson, obviously. Snape hates Harry. He's been targeted. He doesn't think that, like, Snape just dislikes him. He thinks that he hates him. Mm -hmm, Which is evident by how Snape treats him right here. Yes. Um, And I, what I said, that has to go with what I was saying. Go ahead. Is that I think Snape seems like a teacher that would be be more suited for older kids. Absolutely. 100%. Not for 11-year-olds. 100%, yes. That's why I think that his teaching style is just how he is. I like. I get that. I absolutely get because that. Because he's definitely a better teacher for older students. Absolutely, he has that time. Said it. Yes. But yeah, I agree that he's probably not the best pick for eleven-year-olds. Yes. But I feel like that's just how he would be in any class. I do want to point out two different things. Though. Okay. One thing is he favors Malfoy immediately. Okay. And I think that has to do with the fact that both Snape and Lucius Malfoy are Death, Death Eaters, and yeah. so there's probably some sort of just a uh, connection kind yeah. of thing there where he's like Malfoy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, second thing, I just want to point out that in my notes, I did say that Snape does not deal with stupidity. Yeah. At all. Like Neville messes up his potion or whatever and it's all over the floor yeah. and Snape and is all imme- over him. Yeah, and Snape <laughs> is immediately like, you idiot boy. Yeah, he's super upset. <laughs> he's, yeah, and so I'm like, I Snape does not deal with stupidity. Nope. <laughs> which I agree that he is not suited for 11-year-olds. Yeah. And so I agree that he would be, like, maybe a fourth through seventh year kind of teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, an, just an older teacher. Yeah. But I also 
see why they would just start out 11-year-olds with him. Like, why would they start out 11-year-olds with him? Just because he is the teacher. Are you going to hire two potions teachers? I mean, why not? You could have someone who does, like, beginner potions and then have Snape I mean, be the regular true, potions teacher. I mean, true, but is there space? Probably. Probably, yes, but... The class was huge, and they could probably add a room. They could just have that class in the room of requirement. You know what? <laughs> but no one's supposed to know about the room of requirement. Yeah, but, like, special people need it, you know? <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's why i think that snape is just that way in general like he's that way absolutely 100 percent. but i i disagree with you about the questions on the first day i'm positive he would ask those questions no. i've had teachers do stuff like that to us I... that's why <laughs> i think that he would be like that in college i had stuff happen like that drove me crazy i i think it depends drove me crazy. on the class was it something you knew about already? No. Okay. <laughs> Was it something your th- your classmates knew about already? No. Oh, okay. That's why I that's think weird. that it's a thing. <laughs> that that's just how he is. That's Maybe. just a weird teacher, then. Well, so I know that Joe based Snape on a teacher she didn't like. Okay. And I feel like she was pulling the way he acted partially from this teacher. Probably. And so, like, I'm positive that there are lots of teachers out there who are like this, who probably, you know, shouldn't be teachers. I don't think Snape should be a teacher. Not for... (laughs) Not for this level of students. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I I, agree about that. No no first or second years. Like, let them kind of grow up a little bit yeah. before you throw them to the wolves, which but is also, Snape. But also, Hagrid mentions that Snape hardly likes any of the students, which also makes me question why is Snape teaching? Because he loves potions, and he wants uh, to yeah, teach it correctly. I, I get that. I, I definitely get that. He wants them to know it the right way, that instead was, of being taught the wrong way. Like, maybe Slughorn would probably yeah. miss something every once in a while, or whatever. Yeah, that was also one of my things, too, mm-hmm. where I was like, I think it's because Snape loves potions. Yeah. And, but also, I think it's partly because maybe maybe somehow it's a favor to Dumbledore, or maybe it's somehow to throw off that scent that he is a Death Eater. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But I definitely think that a lot of it has to do with the perfection and what he wants from yeah. people in the yeah. world. Yeah, I get that. So, okay. We talked about that a lot. <laughs> well, I'm sure you did. <laughs> 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 we're not even like halfway through this chapter are we i i think we are because that's the end of my notes oh well Hold i on. guess i have notes then still because <laughs> you, you, you just stopped at potions class and there's more oh there, well there is more <laughs> i just didn't have anything else to really say <laughs> well <laughs> what i wrote for the rest of the chapter <laughs> after saying everything i have to say about yeah. Snape right now um so harry goes to his little tea and he brings like ron with him Yes. To Hagrid. Yes. And Hagrid um, has a clipping from the Daily Prophet on Mm -hmm. his table. Yes. And Harry looks at it and he realizes that the day that that break-in that he heard about happened is the same day that him and Hagrid went and picked up that little package. Yes. Out of the vault. Yes. And he wonders if that was the same vault that he and Hagrid had gone to (laughs) earlier. Yes. Um, And... That's all I have, actually. Yeah, I mean, that that is the end of the chapter. Where literally Harry's just like, I wonder if it was that vault. Yeah. Which, 
in the movie, they do mention what vault number it was, mm-hmm. and you realize, yes, it was that yep. same vault. It's the exact same but one. But in, in the book, it doesn't mention yeah. what vault. From what we know. Maybe yeah. it does. But... Well, no, because they, they put the actual article. Well, yeah. But, like, the whole article? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's literally just this little snippet. What else would you say? Someone uh... tried to break into Gringotts. It didn't happen because <laughs> the vault was emptied already. Yeah. And the people who broke in weren't caught. Yeah. Which is also a big deal. Which, yeah, that's a very big deal because Hagrid had mentioned at the beginning or whatever that you'd be mad to try and rob Gringotts. Yeah, because it would be really difficult and you would probably get caught. You'd probably die and get caught or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So. I keep, oh my gosh, I think I forgot to like mention this, but I remember when the, they went to Gringotts with the goblin. And he, like, pointed out, like, a door or something, and he was like, yeah, you only check behind that door every ten years. So mm-hmm, if someone, that's true. like, went in there, like, oh, no, we wouldn't find them for another ten years. I think Harry had asked, yeah, like, what happens if someone gets stuck yeah. in there? And they were like, well, you know, we check the vaults, like, every ten years. Yeah. Even if, they, like, if they haven't been opened in ten years, you yeah. know, we'll go check. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. terrifying. That is terrifying, you know, because if you somehow get stuck in there, like... First of all, what made you get stuck in there? And good oh luck no, surviving. no! It was the fact that the goblin, who we later found out is named Grip Hook, yeah. he said that if you try to open it yourself, you get pulled into it and stuck in there. Oh shit! That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's insane. Yes. What a defense mechanism. What a defense mechanism. <laughs> Oh, boy. But that is the end of the Potions Master. That is the end of the Potions Master. I can't wait to find out what happens next, honestly. <laughs> Same, because I'm not 100% sure what does happen next. Me neither. I'm just like, I I know vaguely the story as a whole. Yeah, but same. We, neither of us have read past this chapter yet. Yeah, not for a long time. Not No. <laughs> but. but anyway, so, you know, that's it. That is it. That's it for these chapters. We All made right. it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> We made it, and it's longer than our other episodes. It is. I'm so sorry for the length of these episodes. I am, too, but I'm also not sorry. I'm not sorry, because we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, and it's a podcast, so you can just pause it. <laughs> yeah, come back to it yeah. whenever you have t- whenever you have a chance. Listen for, like, ten minutes and then move on, and then come back. Yeah, and then Maybe. go, why are these episodes so long? Yeah, yeah. you can tweet <laughs> us that. You can ask Tweet us, us and ask us why, because I think we initially thought that our, our episodes were going to be, like, an hour long at most. Yeah, but definitely not. And they're not. From what we're seeing here. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyways. Keep it magical. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh my. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at bmm underscore oh my. You can find us on Tumblr at bmm dash oh my, and you can also find us on Facebook by searching for Books, Movies, and Musicals oh my, or search at sign bmm oh my. You can also email us at books.movies.oh 
and.musicals.omy at gmail.com. These socials and our email address are in the description. Thank you all so much for listening. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.